If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? Biff, do you know why I find it hard to trust mermaids? Oh, good God. This again. Uh, why do you have it, have a hard time trusting mermaids, John? Uh, there's something fishy about them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, so funny mermaid story. Funny mermaid story. Uh, not not a funny. So, you know, like um, in the Kevin in the Woods, one of the, you know, obviously one of the greatest movies of all time. Agreed. You know, they, they, you know the, there was the, there's a merman joke, right? I did yeah. not merman was a word like you know until that movie like I thought merman was you know you know like a you know Ethel Merman's last name kind of a thing right <laughs> I mean that's that's what I, well, that's what merman was to me it's like that's a that's a name that's a word that's a that that's 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 Ethel's last name but, that was that that final scene where I all know, the fucking oh it's still oh, Bradley Whitford it was just the yeah. best uh all right here we go uh, uh Biff what has Two wings, a tail, and breathes fire. Uh, I'm supposed to say something like, hey, that's a dragon. <laughs> a chicken with heartburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a chicken with... Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personality, Jacques. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week. No, this is Biff. And playing the role of Joe tonight is <laughs> Joe. <laughs> who who saw that one coming? Uh, first of all, the sideshow last week, gentlemen, thank you for indulging me again. That was a lot yeah. of fun to actually talk about, hey, these are the things in life that haven't sucked this year. So it was nice to end the year slash start the year on a, on a new note. Um, I don't want to throw out any names, but uh, Biff and I have been talking to a dear friend who – I'm yeah. so happy if that's going to happen the next few yeah. weeks. Um, I, like I let Joe know, there's a a pretty big fish in the Boston, com the New England comedy world, mm -hmm. who um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be chatting to. Uh, I'm really excited because you know I was able to kind of do what I was hoping to do with the Bill Fan interview. It sent it to a lot of friends and yeah. friends of friends and friends who I have kind of lost contact with and said, hey. If this guy can come and do our shitty little podcast, you have no excuse, Mom. So my mom will be on the podcast soon. <laughs> we should have your mom on the podcast. It'll be oh my god. That you know what? Maybe the episode where the two of you host without me would be talking. <laughs> I, I would. I would love you guys to talk to Dan, uh, my guitarist. You know, forever since like '89, and our bass player slash guitarist. Uh, you know, John Hunt, who lives in Austin. And it's funny because I think one of the most fun nights Joe and I had hanging out was with our, my friend John when he was in town, our friend John when he was in town, John Hunt, and um, retelling stories and, and John correctly telling me, <laughs> it's like, okay, Jack, that's kind of how it happened, but this is how it really went down. Was that not a blast, Joe? It was. It wasn't indeed. If I, if only I could remember the stories now. So yeah. that's the thing is, uh, I think I think that session is called you know Jock is not the hero of this story, <laughs> and none, I'm the hero in some of the stories, but I, I don't remember most of them. More importantly, um, I don't know about you two clowns. I have not broken one of my New Year's resolutions yet. Not one. Me neither. Yeah, neither have I. I haven't made any. Neither have uh, I. Yeah. I'm zero for zero for zero. Uh, batting a thousand, yeah. So we were just talking. I don't, I don't think that's batting a thousand. It's just not, you know. I'm not it's batting zero. Well, no, I made a resolution not to make resolutions. So, you know, I you know, uh, the inception of resolutions. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, Joe and I are in the midst of Snowmageddon. That's right. Yeah, it's the first. I think it's the first day in 650 days in the new england area of uh actual accumulation like noticeable notable accumulation of snow so yeah. we're we're overdue 
So you rent, Joe. Does your landlord responsible for snow removal, or do you have to get out yes. there and shovel? Yes, and you know what that 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 that's bullshit because I've had snow since I've moved here, so <laughs> I don't think it's six hundred days. But in any case, yes, we have had. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have to shovel shit unless I have to get out of my driveway. Then yes, I do have to shovel. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not waiting for them. I have to go. I'm I'm gonna test this. Both my uh, my my healthy capable, able teenage sons have pledged that they're going to do the shoveling this year. Uh, oh, is, uh, is Tristan inviting his friends over? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, oh, I, I can't. Like, I can't. Uh, he, yeah, he's Tom I mean, Sawyer. you know, the he really thing is. to do is just, you know, just not stock the house with anything. He said, what are you going to eat? I don't know. We're going to have to get out of the house to get any food. He said, okay, let's go. So, can I can no, leave until I'm, 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 I'm going to jump around a little bit on the rundown. And uh, I don't know uh, if Tristan's going to be able to uh, help shovel because uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, my mother stabbed, got into a knife fight with my son and cut him up pretty good. Okay. Wow. That's a phone call I got from school as my little guy was showing off scratches he got from his cat and when asked what happened decided to tell people with sincerity that he got into a knife fight with my mother which the school called and i let it go to voicemail because i'm like i'll just listen to the message you know i'll see if this is a get in the car and go get them thing or just i can deal with it later but then it followed up with an email where the teacher was like look I know it probably didn't happen, <laughs> but he has said this and we have to follow the rules. And I'm like, and I said, look, I'm not saying my mother from ever doesn't have a checkered past, but she hasn't been in a knife fight since the 80s. I mean, <laughs> you know, he has a future in politics. You know, he should go <laughs> go contact Santos, you know, oh get the get but, the formula. But sir, my wife was like. Did you really write that back to the school? I'm like, yeah, I did. And and the, the great thing is, uh, it wasn't my mother stabbed him. My eight year old mother stabbed him. Which, by the way, he's the favorite grandchild because he's the youngest. But a knife fight, which right. means there were there were two <laughs> knives. Yeah. Unless somebody brought a gun to a knife fight. Right, right, right. Then it would be escalated. You know, this reminds me of the comic Greg Fitzsimmons, who put out a book years ago called Dear Mrs. Fitzsimmons. And it was a compilation of <laughs> letters from the school to oh. his mother mm. about his misbehavior. He's an Irish boy, uh, shocker. And um, you know what? Uh, I think you should be saving these voicemails, like these. You know, <laughs> so just for future you podcasts, it. yeah. Put it on your, you know, one of your Apple Drive or whatever drive that you have. Yeah, I picked him up from school that day and him and his brother and I we drove right to my mom's like oh, why are we going to Grammy says so like oh I gotta I gotta go talk to Grammy we get over there I just call up the email and I hand her the phone and I'm like Ma, can you read this and she's reading it and she like Tristan she's trying not to laugh she's trying yeah. to be mad and laugh at the same time and then when I showed her like my response yeah it was well great so now I mean this is going to be a thing. Like he's just going to do bits. Like this yes. is it's it, and you're going to love most of them. So oh well. well so so <laughs> yeah. So so he, he doesn't know. He only has two more years of school left, right? Uh no no yeah. Me yes. Probably. That's what I mean. You, you know. What I'm, yes. Probably yes. Uh, you know, I, I may or may not have been in He's the wrong. He's fourteen. He only has two years of school. Where we drove past the Baruch House Correction, and I pointed to it. And I said, "You want me to get the room ready?" So comedy stuff. I I, I had a very nice, productive uh, Zoom. Uh, punch up comic session with our friend Lauren Sims the other day, uh, which was fantastic. Okay, so tell, uh, tell us about Lauren. Well, we had know. her on the podcast a little while ago. She's a great comic, yeah. um, but she's kind of in the same vein as I am. We're on the older side of getting into comedy later, and most of the open mics aren't for us. <laughs> you know, uh, the material that we work out isn't going to go over well with stone 20-somethings. Um, so you got to go ma more mad guys, what you're saying. Yes, you know, one hundred percent. Like you know, it's, hey, you know, um, you know, hey, happy January sixth for those who celebrate. <laughs> um, it used to mean little Christmas. Uh, yes, yes. My sister, 
just left my son's swim meet because it's Three Kings. Is that what it is? Three Kings Day, yeah. Is that Today's what it is? Three Kings. I had no idea. Yeah, it's like Three Kings Day, and I think maybe tomorrow's Little Christmas. What I, or, is Three or, or Kings th- Day and Little Christmas, Joe? Uh, I think Three Kings Day, uh, it's celebrated like in the Latin community more. Um, and I think it's like the epiphany, or I, I, honestly, I don't know. Does, do, does don't it involve really the uh, the gold frankincense and myrrh? Oh no, it's it's the day that uh, the three kings fought, like uh, met up with Jesus and and gave him his presence. So they, it does um, involve gold frankincense and myrrh. Yes, because I don't I don't know what frankincense and myrrh are. Right, I was I, good. Good. Okay, I don't either. Thank you. I remember Susie S. Susie Esman had a, I know, a. What the hell is myrrh? Yeah, Susie Esman had a. a don't, bring, don't bring the Wisemans. Yes. Yeah. All the Wisemans are coming. All the Wisemans. They're the worst. Yeah. Oh, and you got myrrh. Myrrh. Oh, good, because we're we're all out of myrrh. Oh, she's so. <laughs> That's, that was uh, but yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Little Christmas is uh, tomorrow, I think, or orth- Orthodox Christmas, uh, Greek Orthodox. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's the re- excuse I give for keeping my tree up still. So uh, sadly, we usually keep our tree up almost the month of January. Shocking, but just had new furniture delivered, so something had to go, and it was uh, it was a tree. So uh, so oh, so you got your Archie Bunker chair. I got my Archie Bunker chair. Next time you come over, you can look at it, meathead, but you will not be <laughs> get stifle up, get at up. you. Get out of my chair! <laughs> Shut up, you! I'm sorry. No, no, please. No one was stopping you. No one. Uh, so, no, it's been nice, like, you know, Zooming uh, with Lauren. Uh, also, I've been working with Wayne. It's um, Wayne Russell. Wayne from Brady. O- uh, Wayne Russell from Open Mic Pain. It's funny because a, a couple weeks Wayne ago, I, I've been I've been talking with Wayne for a while, and he knows he needs a, a good five, ten minute, like, PG, PG-13 set. Mm. And, um, you know, I got a call last minute, a, a book show I was doing. It's like, hey, do you got a clean comic who could do seven minutes? And I'm like, I, I can, I, I got a couple comics. I end up having my friend Ian come, who's great, but uh, Wayne's been really working on it. And he, Joe, he did a, he did the KO comedy thing last Friday, which oh. was. Yeah, it was it a go? lot of fun. Nice. It was great. You know, he didn't have you to do the uh, the <laughs> the drum, the drum roll, the, you know, the you know, on all his jokes. Like uh, you were here for that, which uh, I don't want to do another KO comedy unless you're here doing the drum <laughs> feel for me. I mean, I'm a hacky comic who really, really needs that, uh, you know, and. Yeah, uh, you know, our friend, another friend of the podcast, Mike Trovis, I just saw he posted on Instagram the other day from his bed getting ready to have knee surgery. Oh, uh, mm. no, it was it was it was like, hey, you know, starting off the new year walking. It's going to be a great thing uh, yeah, eventually. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah and, well, that's good. Then, I, then I see a post today that he's headlining somewhere tonight. I'm like, dude, oh, OK, that's what good. Are you, dude, he goes, yeah, Jay Leno. Right, I'm like, I'm like, he's like, I'm either a trooper or an idiot, and where I'm working the Pats game tomorrow, I think I'm leaning towards idiot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he and I have a show. Uh, he's headlining. I'm hosting, and a couple of weeks. Um, so so that's it on the comedy that's thing. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, that that's that's pretty fun. Uh, but the real comedy gold. As Joe came over for the day before New Year's, Joe, why don't you run down the watch list of what we what we entered, what we were ringing in the the uh, what do you, what do you call the the day? Anyways, huh? New Year's yeah, Eve, got that? New Year's Eve, Eve. Yes. Oh uh, God, what did we? Well, I know you surprised me with um, you literally surprised me because you were like, "Don't look," because I'm pulling up something that's going to be you know. Uh, gold, and I think it, I think it was. It was an episode of The Streets of San Francisco, starring Carl Malden mm, and Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, and guest starring Leslie Nielsen mm. as the drunk cop who accidentally kills his partner in a uh, tussle with a, a traffic stop. It, yeah, it, it, it was a not. Um, not a funny episode, as you might mm. think, with Leslie Nielsen. Um, <laughs> oh, right, right. Uh, surely he was serious. <laughs> so he didn't have his uh, poo- uh, the whatever that the fart fart thing either. No, right. Well, I'm sure he did uh, back back backstage uh, in his in his uh, dressing on the show. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, right. It did not uh, pop up, but this was yeah. like, yeah, this was what seventy uh, four episodes, yeah, something like that. Right, yeah. So yeah, so like years before uh, Police Squad. And um, um, years before uh, airplane, 
So, uh, you know, he was, he was good. And then what else we watch? We watched some, uh, I think we watched some Stooges. Yeah. Three Stooges, not the Stooges. It was funny because we saw some episodes that Joe, Joe AB'd a couple episodes that we watched that were, it's, uh, can you say color corrected if it's black and white? (laughs) No, I mean, I originally, no, 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 no. I originally (laughs) pulled up a VHS upload of the, 1987 uh, New Year's Eve Three Stooges Marathon from TV 38 mm. in Boston mm. with commercials right. that I found on the Internet Archive. And I spoke about during our last right, right. Kind of yep. thing. So I pulled that up and I was like, oh, this will be fun. We can watch a commercial with Danny Ainge at, at, at Gold's Gym or what was it? The Holiday Inn Express or I forget what it was. <laughs> yeah. um, and then um, what else? And then I was like, you know, we were watching the episodes and like it was OK, but uh, the commercials were fine. Uh, you know, hearing Dana Dana Hersey from the movie Loft uh, just promote everything, it, it was great. But at some point, it just became unwatchable because it was like very like muddy prints that they got uh, in Boston at the time. You know, like they were getting like film prints, basically. And, you know, so we put up, I replayed the episode uh, that we had finished watching and at the end of the episode, they're, they're, the Stooges are old men. It's the Women Haters uh, Club. It was like the very first Stooge uh, short. And at the very end, they're old men, and they're, they're doing something on the table, like in the clubhouse, waiting for, you know, they're just sitting around. And I couldn't tell what they were doing originally. And then when I put it on the DVD upload that I have on my Plex, I saw that they were playing dominoes. I'm like, oh. Oh my God! They're not just sitting around a black table, you know, <laughs> shuffling their hands for, uh, indiscriminately. So yeah, they were night and day, uh, you know, night and day quality. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't. What else? Did, oh, did we watch any other like uh, classic movie with Sally Field's oh, worst kiss? Yes, Smokey and the Bandit. I, my first Bandit. We unfortunately couldn't find Smokey and the Bandit two. Um, Man, I was unavailable, that. so we uh, well, thanks to Sully's Plex, we were able to stream that, and it was so my you first didn't, viewing. You didn't offer for like Cannonball Run to uh, kind of. Uh, you didn't have Smokey and the Bandit too. Go for the Cannonball Run instead. I, you know what, we, we I'd already seen Cannonball Run, and I and I know that we needed to see, we needed to do the Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, it, okay. You know, if we we were uh, if we couldn't get one, we were going to get two, but we. That's luckily, a Jackie Gleason. Is that right? Also? Yes. Right. Yeah, sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Sheriff Buford T. Justice. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I. I mean, that movie came out what, like seventy-five or so? Is that about right? I think. Yeah. Uh, something like that. I, th- I think yeah. Jackie Gleason gained forty pounds during the filming of that movie because he chewed up so much scenery. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he think I saw it on TV great. once, and that was who. So yeah, yeah. Joe and I. Joe and I watched Cannibal Run a couple months ago together, and that okay. was a delight. Uh, I don't think there's a solid three seconds in a row of Cannibal Run that isn't dated. That that holds up. Oh, right. Right. Um, Smoking the Bandit isn't as bad, but it's funny because Paul Williams, which uh, he's man, is Paul Williams awesome. Um, but yeah, Jackie Gleason was great, and and there was a side character that we look up, and it's like turned out like he was huge in like the sixties. Um, it doesn't matter, but it was it was a lot of fun. We watched that. Uh, then we watched Norm McDonald, like like the ball. Joe and I can party. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> Let's right. just put it out there. I think we were three, you know, Coke Zeros in. We're just and, rubbing it in now. Like and, these and, guys are just too jealous. But but, but okay. So I don't know what made Joe think of this, other than his brain is great. But he's like, do you ever see Norm McDonald on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh right, I, I forget shit. what I watched. Yeah, yeah. So in, two, in the year 2000, he was on Millionaire, Holy and shit. it was the week, it, it was like a week of celebrity. It was celebrity. one of the celebrity things? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they all played for charity. It was like yeah. Drew Carey and um, right. uh, people of the time. And if you remember the format, in order for yeah. the, there were like um, like six or eight competitors right. vying to get into the hot seat. You right. weren't just automatically pulled in. You had to right. do the yeah. fastest finger. Right, right, Which right. is like you do the multiple choice in the fastest time. Right. And Norm Macdonald's episode started with just... Norm Macdonald because he was at the end of the celebrity run but Regis says 
Okay, Noah McDonald is here, but he insists on doing the fastest finger question. So here's the fastest finger question. Put these letters uh, in the order of a popular man's name. N O R M. <laughs> and so he gets that and then he but he goes on a tear. Like he's you know, his 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 uh audience friend is uh Cato Kalin, who he calls oh my a God. good man. He's a good man. He's a good man. Um but uh yeah, it it's an it's a half an hour of magic because he goes on a run. You know, he uses all his lifelines, probably wastes a couple. Um, what did he call? He called Sam Simon, who was the co-creator of The Simpsons. Oh, okay. And he left. Who left after season three? Okay. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, he made a lot of money, but um, and has since passed. So yeah, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Regis is gone. Norm's gone. Kato right. Kalen's still around. Yeah. Why? Why? But Joy Behar was I, I, also in the audience. I think that's too. a that's a cockroach thing, right? I mean, <laughs> that's the cockroach yeah. theory. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah, it, it, it's if. I got anxiety watching it a third time with Jacques. You know, it was just because the way he, because he, he's a gambler and, oh, you know, he's okay. like, he knew, like he had hunches that he knew right. that he could play. Like this one point where he had the 50-50, he's like, right. all right, I think it's Madrid and Spain. Now, I'll, if I use the 50-50, there's not some guy in the back that's just going <laughs> to leave up Madrid and Spain. He's like, no, it's been set in stone, you know, weeks ago. Yeah, all right, okay. give me the 50-50. Ding, oh, and it says Madrid and Spain. He's like, "Hey, you know." <laughs> he's just and like, we, "I swear that was had nothing to do with." What and Regis is kind of a dick. And the thing is, Norm's not playing for his money, and he would. It's going from like the fifty to the two hundred fifty thousand dollar question, and Norm's pretty sure he knows the answer. And then Regis would be like, "It's a lot of money to lose for the kids, Norm." <laughs> <laughs> You dick, and, and and pretty much he didn't call him a dick, but he pretty much Let's called go. him a dick. At yeah. the end, towards the end, he was getting really up there, and then and, and Norm's thinking, and Regis is like, "I, you, you, you're a game. You have a gambling streak in you, don't you? You, you want to beat the game, don't you? You know, <laughs> like he was really goading him. Like Regis was the perfect foil to Norm. That's funny. Uh, it was it was a great dynamic, yeah, and he because. Yeah, it, it's worth a watch. Uh, thank Ooh. God uh, YouTube exists, and thank God VHS existed. I always say that. Uh, proceed, Jack, with the podcast. But, well, but no, but cutting back to oh. Kato Kalin two dozen times, and he's sitting <laughs> next to Joy, no, and, and he's sitting next to Joy Behart, and they're interacting. And I'm like, this has got to be the most awkward fucking, yeah, you know. She's, you know, she's watching at home a week later. It's like this fucking guy. <laughs> or, 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 you know, you know, Joey, Joey was like, you know, drunk as, you know, as all heck. And um, he's like, yeah, whatever. And Joy had her. Oh, did, did, so I on. think Joy had her hand in Cato's lap at one point, and which yeah. Cato pointed out. Um, I mean, he's a good, he's a good man. He's a good man. I gotta tell you, his I mean, hair looked fantastic. His, his hair, his hair looked fantastic, and uh, mid two thousands glory. But Regis was Regis was like, yeah, who's house you living at these days, Kato? You know, it's like, wow. hey, you know, uh, 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 Regis, I want to let you know that you know, Kato and I, uh, we 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 like the ladies, right? <laughs> uh, so you know, I don't want to get you any funny business, uh, you know, because we we're, we're not gay, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it was classic Norm. It was literally it w- it was great. But yeah. I mean, definitely watch, you know, you know, worth the watch or worth the worth the watch for us. And who knows what we're going to watch like Joe's wife's going out of town next week. So I'm going to go over there. And Joe, this past week, talking to me like we do, says, hey, why don't we start watching the old after school specials? Mm. I've been on this kick recently or lately of just like going through like IMDb. In the year 1980, specifically, like just like that, yeah. that's like the sweet spot of like the transition from the 70s to the 80s, okay. and uh, like especially for made-for-TV movies. And just looking up like the what was a made-for-TV movie in that year, and there are a lot of gems. You're like the boy who drank too much, <laughs> and I can't read the titles in my head without hearing um, Eddie Anderson, you know, from the Love Boat, you know, like that. <laughs> the, so the, the announcer I, from I ABC. A, I have a, a two-minute after-school special story please so um there was an after-school special that involved christy mcnichol uh who was it was she in 80s enough is that what she was in can't yeah. remember which 
but you know, so uh, and she her parents got divorced, and then her dad was remarrying. She wasn't happy about it, but turns out her dad's new teacher, uh, te uh dad's new wife is her new teacher. So now she starts getting her friends involved in hazing her own teacher. And so a bunch of us saw this after school special. And we had this one teacher that we did not like. And part of it is, is that it was the first year teacher. She was a history teacher. She would 25 minutes into the class, she would leave the class. Okay. I'll be right back. And then she comes back drunk. Okay. Ooh. And so we, th we did. And so one of the things that the, these kids did was that, okay. So when she comes back from her drinking, right. While she was out drinking, while she comes back, okay, everybody, when she comes back, whatever you do, just copy all of the gestures that she does. Because, you know, obviously, <laughs> if you're a teacher and the entire class is doing that crap, right, then, you know, you know, the teacher's going to kind of go bananas. But this teacher was so drunk and normally we're so rowdy that because we were all just imitating her, we were so quiet. She says, God, you guys are being so good today. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you, work. Chrissy McNichol, for giving this teacher a moment of peace. That's right. <laughs> Let's just say our plan did not work. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was hoping that she would be like staggering and falling. And so like the whole class would have to stagger and fall out of their chairs. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, the 70s. So have you guys seen these videos or these trends lately? Girl math, wife math, you know, where they're, or Disney math. It's like, oh, you know, and I hate to say it, but when I saw the Disney math one, I'm like, I've used every one of those justifications. Like, if you spend a thousand dollars on a season pass, but it costs two hundred dollars to go a day, if you go six times, it's basically going for free. <laughs> <laughs> so, I spent two hours. I, I won't get into the minutia, but we had this thing with buying new phones from Verizon, all this stuff. A couple of things went sideways. I spent two hours with one person a couple of weeks ago. Stuff was supposed to happen. I spent two hours the other day. And I ended up getting like $600 back. And I'm like, and I said to my wife, I was like, I just made 150 bucks an hour. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, I won. <laughs> right. Like, right. you know, one of the things is like, oh, we had to return a phone. It's like, oh, the phone was never returned. It's like, and I will tell you, I won't forget the guy's name, Mark Toronto, because it sounds like a made up name. I yep. love Toronto. Yep. And he was a sales guy. When they gave me the FedEx packing slip, he goes, you should take a picture of this tracking number. They lose shit. And so when wow. I'm on the phone to the other side of the world, they're like, I'm like, look, that phone was never used. It was never turned on, blah, blah, blah. Here's the FedEx tracking. It was delivered to Fort Worth, signed for by this guy on December 26th. It's like, okay, let me look. And he comes back and goes, well, there was uses on the phone. It was turned on on December 30th. I'm like four days after you got it at the factory, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, they probably just turned it on to check that it was in. But I did, I felt like I won $600 oh. you know, I, of I, charges. It wasn't supposed did to you have. Did you make a dumb Toronto joke? No, no. Because I wish you would have, but not oh. the one that you think of. <laughs> so do you know that there was a band named Toronto? No, I didn't. Oh my God. With a female singer. Hmm. So if you would have made that reference, and by the way, weird, weird um, trivia about the band Toronto. Um, they um, they originally created this, uh, wrote this song called What About Love? Do you remember that song? What About Love? What About yeah. Love? That's right. Yeah. A number one hit by heart. Written, yeah. Originally done by Toronto. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, well, Heart's another Canadian band, so they probably crossed paths at one point. <laughs> Canadian. And they're not Canadian. One of the sisters is. No, they just <laughs> making shit up. They just, you know what? They did go to Vancouver a lot because they were in Seattle, but no. Jacques left his heart in Toronto. Uh, <laughs> and my harp in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, shut yeah. up, Jacques. Yeah. Um, no, but it was, um, it was, I was like celebrating in the management, you know, as she does, my little rain clouds, like, we just got the money back they weren't supposed to take. I'm like, mm -hmm. I just made $600. Can you let me have this one, this, this one, this one, you know. You sound of, just like the people at the bank, you know. Exactly. Well, it's one of those things where you save like 10 bucks a month if you do the auto pay thing. But that means you never look at a bill. And then I'm like, huh. 
why is this so much money? It's like, oh, because we didn't get this, this, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I said, four hours, two calls to the other side of the world. And I'm like, okay, Jacques, be patient. Just be patient. Like, you just know you're going to have to repeat things at least 17 times. It's not yeah. them. It's your accent, you know. Uh, you know, and I try I try not to be racist because uh, it turns out, uh, <laughs> like looking at my notes. Uh, <laughs> because you are. Uh, well, Boston is pretty racist. I don't know if you guys know that. And if you're unsure, on Max, used to be HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max. So, soon to be Disney. Soon to be, yes. Yeah, it will then become Google. That will then become Disney. Sure, that, yeah. That will then become uh, part of the collectum. Anyways, there's a great three-part documentary. I think Joe and I had a conversation the other day. Documentaries only need to be three episodes. Perfect amount of episodes. Perfect amount. Uh, It's called A Murder in Boston. Yeah. And Biff, I don't know. No, no, we talked about this. Yeah, no, no, no. We no, we talked about this in our in our thing. So I'm actually um, I actually for some reason you know know about this, but you know, yeah. No, it was. I I mean, and and the guy, like you know, the couple lived Reading, which was a neighboring town to where I grew up. Okay. And yeah. I was working in in South Boston, um, at the time. You know, I had a job at the Ceiling Fan place, and all these names that I haven't heard in years. Mm. You know, the different people they arrested. Which, God, forty years later, as soon as I heard the name, it's like, oh right, that was the first guy they pinned it on. Yeah. Oh, this was the second guy they pinned it on. But they go beat by beat, the interviews they got, the the behind-the-scenes footage. I didn't realize this because why would I? I grew up white in the suburbs. I didn't know stop and frisk was a big thing in Boston in the 80s. Yeah, I actually did not know that part of it either because I always associated that with uh, New York. Yeah, no, and I and I knew it occurred in L.A. also, but you know, but yeah. And and, and they're talking to these cops who, even in hindsight, even 40 years later, they're like – Look, we just told people to get up against the wall and let us check you. I mean, what's the big deal? Just comply. You know, it's yeah. like – and they would literally go to junior highs and high schools, wait for the bell to ring, and just randomly pick kids that they thought, yeah, this kid looks like he's trouble. You know, let's just shake him down. And in many yeah. cases, it's like, you know, drop your pants. We want to make sure you've got these baggy pants. We can't see. It's like making kids drop their pants. And it's like – and here's, you know, a lawyer type, you know, or spokesperson, you know, you know civil rights person you know flat out saying it's like they have more power than the judges like a judge yeah. couldn't tell you to drop your pants in the right, middle right, of court right. and you had to do it otherwise you were getting arrested in the fuck beat yeah. out of you yeah. uh yeah well the p- comment i made was that you know um uh i think it was like an lapd article and I, I can't remember the exact source but i was i know this story of um somebody was basically a company you know one of these people were accompanying um uh, these beat cops and then, like, they had a consent decree for their for their kind of this, you know, uh, racially targeted, you know, stops and whatever else, right? And then while they're in the car, this do- observers in the car, like this lead cop who's kind of training, like a newer cop is yep, saying, right. right, we're gonna, hey, we're gonna check out that guy. Says okay, and then goes on to explain, like, well, you know, you just like the dude's just standing in the corner, you know, and yeah. you know, basically just. Because it's kind of ing- like I said, it's in- kind of ingrained in them, you know. So you know, King Kong ain't got nothing on me, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, no, and and like I said, it's forty years later, and it was such shoddy police work. Like any Shocking. other, Shocking. any other, well, it's one of those things. It's like oh. White guy says a black guy shot a white woman. Okay, let's not investigate anything other than this. Like, let's not look to see if there was insurance policies taken out. Let's not <laughs> see if there was. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, it was as as they went bit by bit, right. and they're like, and they're like, oh, this policy, and that policy. It's like, oh, yeah. Huh. So I, I think that's what what's changed with modern times is that you know, because you know, if there's anything that you know. <laughs> That whatever those um, you know um, those NBC murder shows have uh, or the cop shows have taught you is that you know when a spouse dies you know the other surviving spouse is going to be the first suspect. Yes. So it predates that 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 notion. Yeah. If only Dick Wolf were around, um, when <laughs> Charles Stewart right, murdered right. his wife. Right. right. So many black lives would yeah, have so, been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's really uh-huh. that's the credit that we you know we have to give you know the whole Law and Order. Uh, franchise right i mean well that's one of my you know uh, the joke that always gets a laugh when i talk 
But you know, my wife recently asked if anything happens to her and she passes away. I pause and I look to the side, and I'm clear to the charges. <laughs> would I ever? Would I ever remarry? Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was brutal. It was a hard watch, but it was a like I said again, the footage that they had, mm. the interviews. But you go down the list, you know, everybody from Ray Flynn, the mayor, to the chief of police, to the district attorney, like. O'Malley, Flynn, you know, Mick McMasterson, you know what I mean? It was the trope of it all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, all, 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 you know, you know, older, like, you know, 50 years, and even all the cops, all the cops, you know, you know, middle-aged, you know, older, middle-aged, Catholic, Irish, you know, racist fucks <laughs> you know it was uh yes. like i said it, w- it was a heart watch but it, it, it's great and it's only three episodes so it's you know, you know that fourth one where they stretch it out but i uh highly recommend that and uh recommend people stop being racist anyways uh you got any crime stories from japan biff you know what i this i had i did not look anything up because you know it's been a kind of a crappy week in japan i don't know if you yeah heard. so oh yeah yeah so yeah, you know, with the I think the death toll from the earthquake has hit hundred now, but obviously, you know, we're talking about you know hundreds missing, and you know, so and that whole crap, and then to on you know, to top it off, they had a little accident on the on the airport, um, you know, between uh, two um, two airplanes. So, uh, Mer- so uh, luckily, only I mean, you know, yeah. not nobody on the cat on the cabin and crew, or neither nobody on either plane would died except for it, no, the, no 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 the one the, so the coast on, guard. On, on one plane five out of six of the coast guard uh members died oh i'm sorry I didn't yeah but on the that. other one there was like over 300 passengers on a uh, ana passenger train and all of them survived so wait uh, so i i didn't i guess i didn't i didn't yeah. really follow the story so the coast guard was it a plane of just coast guard Right, like they were a, basically their personnel, right? And I think they were. Trans- I'm, I'm presuming they're transporting personnel from Tokyo to wherever. And they thought they had the right of way, or uh, they thought they had rights to the to the landing, and or the, or the pilot, or or the passenger pilot who, who thought. Yeah, that they so had the, the right. yeah the pilot who is the lone survivor said that he got clearance to take off, but then like the the recording uh, clearly indicates that the um, or the transcript from the. Um, from the exchange clearly clearly indicates that they were supposed to stop at the designated waiting area until the eight, you know, the other plane lands. So that's the stuff that they have to get to the bottom of. And, you know, the guy is basically in, you know, still in pretty like ICU and stuff like that. So obviously Mm -hmm. that, you know, and then, and I, I haven't heard anything from the black box, you know, released yet. So, but that's the latest that I heard. But, yeah. you know, what it sounds like, and it was speculated from the beginning uh, based on some, you know, expert, um, you know, just analysis is that it's most like, like, essentially not, not, not to necessarily pick on the Coast Guard guys, but they don't fly like the commercial airplane guys and the commercial airplane guys, this is their routine. It's really, really unlikely that the commercial airplane would land when they're not supposed to, you know. Got it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Pilot error. Too. That's too yeah. bad. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, and it's scary how much I was listening to two women on NPR. The, the FAA doesn't keep certain stats like they don't consider it a close call if it's within 500 yards. It has to be like close in 500 yards for them to have an incident report. But these women have documented and it's several times a day. Yeah. It's just in the United States where it's more than 500 yards, but. It only because one pilot realized they're about to take off as another plane's landing and pulled out or something like that, you know? So, oh, well, they weren't in 500 yards, but we're seconds away from – it's crazy how much that stuff actually happens. And, yeah, but then when you have, you know, the the U.S. military and, you know, Japanese commercial, you know, playing – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Japan, Japan does not have a military. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> our military, you, oh, like oh, our I Coast see, yeah. Guard, like our Coast Guard. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and wouldn't be surprised. It's like, well, we're American. We get the right of way, don't we? <laughs> so, uh, did we win that war? Bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, bad week for uh, for the airline industry because I think they just granted gra- grounded the 737 MAX planes after that little fuselage blowout. Have you heard about this fuselage blowout? <laughs> 
No. The, 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 I think it was an Alaska Airlines flight that was a, um, en route to Los Angeles. And then, like, you know, basically a chunk of the plane just kind of, like, blew off. Hmm. Mom <laughs> desperately hung on to her son and her, like, her son's, like, it, the force of the, you know, of the, uh, of the, um, of the, the, air, the, the air, air aircraft, right? Air pressure was so intense that it it ripped his like shirt off of him. Apparently, whoa, wow! So, I mean, we're talking about freaking mom, freaking hero, right? But, right. No, that's well. You know, there was a flight from like Miami to Boston like a year ago, and it's a two-engine plane, and one of the engines just yeah. just drops off and the pilot's like it's okay these planes are made to fly you know we can get to yeah, boston yeah. with just one engine it's just yeah. going to take an yeah. extra hour yeah like 10 minutes later the second engine goes out and one of the passengers is like great now we're going to be up here all day listen i'm giving you a yellow card on that one yeah <laughs> you know and you know there was another like a single engine plane that just you know that just uh, that crashed in the Caribbean that killed an entire family, and now you're making these, you know, engine blower jokes. I, it is, it's just unfathomable. Yeah, I'm just not a good person. Uh, speaking of not a good person, anything happening in sports, Biff? Oh my God, the PWHL made its de- debut this week, so that's the Women's Professional Hockey League. And I missed a couple of the games, but uh, I gotta say, you know, it's been exciting. And you know, I'm gonna hold off a lot of my. You know, discussion until like kind of a future time because I'm I am, but I gotta say it's been you know it's been fun and it's just been you know great watching uh you know like you know the hockey's been really really good, um I in fact um uh, a, a little bit about an hour before we uh, chatted I just finished watching a game between uh, uh Minnesota and Montreal and uh, thirteen thousand people at the Excel Center so yeah fabulous. So. Yeah, there's a team in Boston that's um, playing at I, on that team. Yeah, I want to say Aganis Arena, Aganis Arena, where BU plays. That's a great building. That's okay. a great place yeah. to see. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, a lot of concerts there. Management go. No, so so that that is big. You know, um, you know, for us, like I said, it's all European football all the time. Right. And you know, my kid went from loving Man City and Real to loving Real yeah. and um, AC Milan, and now it's all AC Milan. So he literally says the other day, uh, doesn't say, we have to get Paramount Plus. No, we don't. <laughs> it's like, why? Because I said, I said, you know, all the Premier League games are on Peacock. We have Peacock. Uh, AC Milan plays on Paramount Plus, and I want, I, you know, we have to get that. Oh, interesting. And, okay. I, okay. I, I, have yeah. a, I have a username <laughs> or password for you. Are you watching a lot of AC Milan? No, 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 We didn't hear any of that stuff. Yeah, no, sorry. Are you seeing? Yes. Yes. Don't praise the machine. Yeah, and it's true. There's there's a player on AC Milan that we saw last summer, and I'm like, Squish, who is that? It's pretty much. Uh, maybe unarguably the greatest American footballer. The guy's name is Poliznik. And when I say he is just watching poetry, I mean, this guy, he has no flaw in his game. Like, literally no flaw in his game. Um, honestly, to put it in your terms, Biff, he's kind of like not uh, kind of like a Patrice Bergeron where like his area is the entire field. Like, like there's no weakness to his game, like just proficient at everything. And I saw him score a goal a couple weeks ago and it was like, you know, on a cross ball never hits the ground. And from just outside the box, which is, you know, I don't know the conversion from yards to meters, but um, hold on. I'm doing the math a long fucking way. <laughs> like just yeah. went, went bins on it. And I'm like, Oh man, this guy is good. And sadly, um, it's the one jersey he doesn't have, so I will be going and getting mm. a new jersey this week because you're going uh, to New Jersey this week. You're going to go uh, to New Jersey. I'll jersey. probably I'll probably take him to the Pele store. We're probably we're overdue for a trip down to New York in the Pele store there. So he loves that place. So we'll probably drive down there in the next couple hey, weeks. Did, did and I mentioned I've, I've seen Pele play. Did you really? Where in Toronto? Um, I oh. think so. He it was it was one of those deals. I think what it, he was actually I can't remember. The other team, I don't think there was, I don't think, I don't even think Toronto had a team, but I think it was one of those deals where like, you know, these teams played uh, wherever. So it's, the, it's, it's that, that, uh, 
It's a North American NASL. Is that what it was used to be? He, he was playing for the team in New York. New York Cosmos. He was playing for yeah, the New, New York, York Cosmos. Cosmos. And so essentially what happened was my, my dad's um, uh, 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 vice president said, you know what? Um, and he, he was a, he was Canadian of Greek descent. And he was a, he was a, you know, you know, he was a football nut. And he goes, listen, this is going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity to see the greatest player in the history of the game. And so he basically, you know, took me to it. And obviously, I mean, I was like about eight years old and I didn't understand the game at all. <laughs> I did not understand the greatness, which, so it's, it's really, really unfortunate that it, the moment was wasted on on me, but you know, I did see Pele in, uh, in Toronto. That's not a waste. Just no, just, it, just be holding his, uh, yeah. you know, him his, him playing is a sight to. That's remember. awesome, Biff. No, seriously, Biff. That, yeah. Well, it's funny because. But anyway, know, I've, I've also seen Wayne Gretzky play. Uh, I've seen him too. I've seen him in. Yeah. Uh, I've actually met Wayne Gretzky. Where were you? I was at LAX. Funny thing, I was actually mm. dropping my friend off. He, a friend of mine was staying with me, dropping him off at the airport. I run into Wayne Gretzky, and, and of all things, I'm wearing an Edmonton Oilers jersey. So. Yeah, nice. Totally the, totally the right outfit to be meeting Wayne Gretzky. Anyway, there's been a, there's been a couple times I've had people like, "Hey, there's an event. Wayne's probably going to be there if you want to meet him." I'm like, no, that's okay. Like, like I, I don't. I, you know, it's one of those things where, look, Joe saw me in person around Henry Winkler. I, I'll, 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 I'll say, I'll say this, right? And I don't and, have a Fonz tattoo yeah, like yeah, I have a no, Wayne Gretzky tattoo. Yeah. I'll say this, I, you know, Wayne Gretzky as great as he is, I mean. The guy that really, really shook me the first time I met him is Rogi Vashon, you know, the former goalie for the yeah. LA Kings. Because, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, he was one of the greats. And so, um, and I, I ran into him at, um, uh, my I took my stepson to a Kings um, preseason, uh, kind of a practice slash tryout kind of a session. And then, but what was great was that I met him then and I got that your you know, Henry Winkler moment out of the way. Oh, so uh, then what happened was I met him a second great. time uh, for doing the, you know, Paul Aguirre's, um, um, you know. Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. The like, 70th. Was it the 70th probably? No, no. Well, so the second time around, what it was, we, we um, um, they, he had a charity for, uh, it's called Freeze the Disease. For right, it, right, right. Up in Valencia. And right. so, you're right. And I, you know, and so Roki Vashon was like the, our, you know, honorary coach on my side. And like you know, he sees the freaking you know freaking goalie, and he, I just start chatting with him. And I said, "Oh, you know, I met you once, and you know, blah blah blah." And we start talking to all kinds of, st- and it, you know, it was great because essentially I had like you know twenty minutes pregame, you know, just freaking just chatting hockey oh. with you know with you know with like one of the greats, you know. Did and- he come over in the expansion draft? How did the Kings get him from Montreal? Oh. Yeah, I don't think you want to know about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway because I'm a jerk. So, <laughs> so what he was actually the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. But then this guy came around. His name is like Ken Dryden or something. Some college fuck. Some college fuck from Cornell. And so they said, you know what? He saw the kind of the, the you know, the writing on the wall and said, you know what? If I'm not going to play, I want out. So he basically demanded a trade. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, hard to say who won that one. <laughs> well, you know that six fucking... cups in eight years. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Rogi has like three cups with the Canadians, so I mean, he's fine. I mean, he already had yeah. his cups, but... right? right. But... And now he's a legend. And and and, and, and... all right. So more importantly, Joe, what are you watching on the uh, the old telly these days? Oh, nothing good. No, I think the l- most recent thing I watched is Smoking and the Bandit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I've been kind of in like YouTube land. I don't know. I'm just sort of like. I just uh, wanted I, to mention that PWHLs, you know, the women's hockey games, are all telecasted on live on uh, YouTube. So, oh, PW- nice. yeah, I, I know you're dying. Subscription based, or is it just just no, no, free? no, 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 no. Just free right, on straight on up. The, yeah, straight up. that's great. That's right. great. You got to get. You gotta... I, I, I did do the look up earlier on that after school special that I mentioned. Is on YouTube also, so of course. You know what? I might be 
I might have a, a, a movie of the week section coming up on my that, Plex account. We should account, do so. that, right? Thank we you. should all we should all like look or like a YouTube one, playlist. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You, you can do like uh, I I don't know if you can do it on Plex, but I know on some of the other streaming things. So maybe you can do it on YouTube or Plex. You can do watch parties <laughs> where you can all watch at the same time, and it will all start at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, um, so we, know. we can watch Boy in a Plastic Bubble together. Think about that. All of the possibilities are endless. Since it, it aired. You, you I've know, never seen it. Oh, really? Oh, never. it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's know, why you know, I want to watch it. Yeah. But, you know, YouTube, I think, is better because then, you know, obviously other people can, you know, Plex is kind of limited to, as you know, access to the files and stuff like that, right? Just yes, like, right. It's very, it's a closed yeah. circuit television. Right. Whereas, whereas, you know, YouTube, you know, everyone has access to it. Yeah, maybe I, I, I'll do a, I, I, yeah. a, a I YouTube think playlist. That's that's a good you know, future side show. Like, we all have to come up with, like, say, three YouTube huh. you know, videos with, like, a time frame. <laughs> like, pick a time frame. Like, let's say, like, 1965 to 1985. Original air date, right? Yeah. I think one year. On I think uh, maybe one or – yeah. Maybe, well, one yeah. yeah, you could just uh, do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just do a year. Because I mean, there's yeah. so many – I've done the research so far. Yeah. There's a lot out Did, there. Joe and I, and I don't know if we already talked about this because I've talked about it so much with Joe and other people. Did we talk about the Joe and I watched the Donnie and Marie Christmas special? Yes, we mentioned okay. that in the last oh, podcast. I was just telling my sister about like we had watched well, the Donnie and Marie watch? story. I watched all of them, dude. That's because you you can't possibly remember how awesome they actually were. Uh, they're, they're incredible. Yeah. They, I mean, remember- you know what's not awesome is it was kind of disappointing. I I, I have to say. Was I stumbled, of course, in my YouTube rabbit hole. I, I stumbled upon the Linda Lavin special. Do you remember? You know who Linda yeah, Lavin yeah. is? Yeah. I run into her at the airport. Oh, the one that I run into at the airport. Yeah. Tell us your Linda Lavin story. You know what's funny is, is because I recognized her. Okay, that's Linda Lavin. But you know what? I mean, I never really watched the, you know, the, the waitress show. I can't remember. What it was Alice. Called. Alice, that's right. Based and on so, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore by Martin Scorsese, a drama. There you go. But anyway, so I said, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bother her. And then, and then on the on, and then like about 20 minutes later, you know, the 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 airline desk calls. Yeah, Miss Levin, please come to the you know the front, you know, to the whatever. Right. Uh, the, you know, this. This, okay. Oh, yeah. So that totally, you know, reaffirmed that's that. awesome. That, that it completely outed her too. Miss Linda right, Levin, yeah, yeah, please exactly. report Could to this Alice location. Get your grits over. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the Linda Lavin uh, special is very jokey because I, I thought of her like she was, you know, she would try to like she sang the theme song, you know, as we all know. But um, she she doesn't hit all the notes, and so I think and she leans on like joking it up, like she actually has like an interaction with Alice, like oh, via television magic. Um, it's, it's is it is it like she it was like she had a physics professor debating an episode of alice <laughs> joe nothing nothing that intellectual no but um yeah you know I, I it was not everything it was cracked up to be in my head when i saw linda lavin oh my god I, why do i want to watch it now <laughs> like like it's you're only an hour an awful picture Listen, and i and gave all. you i gave you two things that you could watch shield okay. in your nail homes and yo-yo they didn't I, know I, I they didn't, didn't know. know, and I got my Archie Bunker chair to comfortably watch all of this. I know I just finished watching um, season three of a show, a BBC show called Slow Horses, which is like kind of the misfits of uh, M Five. You know the the British Secret Service. They kind of they kind of they're gonna get. They're on the outs. They're kind of Secret Service people, you know. They're, but they're not really. They are, but they're and um and, and it's great. It's it's so well written. It is so smart it is um yeah it's it's i was recommended it by my friend dan who i don't think has given me bad recognition ever uh, really smart and it's it's british witty drama you know um you know spy versus spy I, I i am too i am too and the other one that i i told joe that i i'm surprised his wife hasn't watched uh management and i just watched a limited series like i think it's six or eight episodes maybe there's a season two they wrapped it up but then at the very end they're like yeah this is how we could have a season two but it's um it's a naked body with one eye shut out appears in an alley in london in 1860 in 1941 and in 1923 uh, or 2023 in 2023 i'm sorry like over 100 and 
in almost you know 170 years the same body appears in these alleys in the same conditions um and so it's a time travel loop kind of you know thing but the the costuming is just fantastic for that alone i thought you know joe's white would be all over that bodies okay so so it's british it's period pieces. No, no, it's it's British. British, uh, but it is. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, that's what I've been watching. And uh, and what what do we got for parenting tips? Well, so before because you know. Okay, yeah. Does John have anything that you're watching or? No, he's just a Linda Lavin. Weren't you here for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that well, was it. That the Linda Lavin. So I, I, I do have to say, I I oh. did go to see a movie. Oh, so what did you see? Godzilla minus one. Fantastic. Oh, so, see, great. Godzilla minus one minus color. <laughs> no, no, not minus color. It wasn't, but you know. No, no, no I'm, I'm yeah. not joking that they're yeah, actually yeah, yeah. re-releasing no, no, a minus I, color. Yeah, no, this is this, and it makes sense that they would do that because you know of the premise of the movie. But uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I went to see it with my son. Enjoyed it uh, tremendously. So, and you know, it's one of those movies that you know, not perfect. I, I, I would say that if I was to rate it, it's probably around a six, but hmm. still a lot of fun. And uh, um, on a scale of one to Pacific Rim, where would you rate it? Oh, you cannot compare <laughs> with Pacific F and Rim. Come on. Which I watched I, last I, you week. Know what? <laughs> yeah, what Del Toro? God, that guy just gets it. I mean, that oh, guy. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I, read a, I read a great story. Maybe you sent it to me. Um, the little girl yes. couldn't say his name. name. <laughs> they called him Toto. She called him Totoro. How great is that? That's, that's, that's How sweet is that? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, a so, good guy. Yeah. The, so, like, if you watched, this is not a spoiler. So, there's a portion in Pacific Rim where one of the the, the female lead in the in the movie has a childhood moment where she's saved by um, what's his uh, Edith Elba. Right. That's right. And so. And, you know, so the, the little girl played by her is actually one of the biggest actresses in Japan. And as a child actress, like, you know, she was a much bigger, you know, actress in Japan than the the woman who actually played the lead, even mm-hmm. though she had like a, you know, you know, a 15 second part. But, you know, so, she, you know, but yeah. So but that was the story that I kind of just arbitrarily found. Now oh. I want to see Benicio Del Toro's Totoro. Oh, like, it's it, 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 it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. Um, it's, it's imaginary. I just made it by the way, I have, I have also been watching but, that little girl has the has been on this TV show with this a comedic pair from Japan, and I've been watching that also. But that's a different issue. Is it a reboot of Jeff and Pink Ladies? No, <laughs> Pink that, Lady and Jeff. Pink, Pink Lady and Jeff. If I've told them once, I've told them a hundred times. First, first final tap, final tap then, puppet then the puppet yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, but what do we got for what do we got for parenting tip, boys? Yeah, you know what? Sometimes you just leave the kids alone, and that, that's what I did with my kid. Hey, yeah. Teacher, Leave think. Think. <laughs> Leave my kids. There you go. Picking Pink well, Floyd. Played, I'm picking Pink Floyd. Parenting. Yeah. Uh, and so you know he, you know, he um, uh, he managed to get uh, his um, you know, I th- I think it would have been easy. My dad would have been nagging me about doing something with my life, you know. And then once again, that's a twisted sister video, but you know, um, but Is that a pledge pin on your uniform. uniform? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Classic. Classic. Did I mention I met? I ran into D. Snyder at an airport once. Oh my god! <laughs> Why are you hanging out at airports so much? Uh, you know, I you know that movie about the guy who was trapped in an airport for L- eight listen. years. That's Biff story. Catch me I've, right, got, right, I've right. got like the terminal. Know, I've got like two million miles over, like you know, three airlines. So anyway, um, but um, yeah. So you know, uh, he's just started his new job. So yeah, you know, sometimes that just you know, like just letting him do his thing just kind of works. Because he figured yeah. out that, you know what? I need money. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's your parenting tip, Jacques? I'm, I'm salivating at knowing well, what your parenting tip is. So, so uh, as we speak, I just before we press record on the Zoom, my oldest kid, who's a freshman, um, again, never sports kid, did high school football this year. Now he's on the swim team. And uh, his just – because it's a small world, his swim team just competed against Joe's youngest kid's swim team, Minuteman. Um, and uh, and my kid's team won, which means I have a bigger penis than Joe uh, or something mm-hmm. like that. I, no. it, look, it's science. Oh, well, Mr. It's I have a penis s- is bragging. <laughs> oh. It's science. 
So my kid the other day, you know, it's 2024 now, Jock. We don't and, need to, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and you know, and one and one of the heats, like out of six swimmers, he was like, you know, fourth or fifth. They came him and the other swimmer touched the wall at the same time. So uh, and he's. He was in four other meets that day, but the whole way home, he's pissed at himself, and he's like a loser, and I'm not good at this. I'm like, here's my parenting tip, because I told him, I said, dude, like, if I told you a year ago what it would require to pass the lifeguard thing, you probably wouldn't have gone because you didn't think you could do it. And he's like, yeah. I said, if I told you how much swimming this would be, you've been doing it a month. And so, you know, um, so he was shitting on himself, and uh, – and I told him he has to stop because, A, that takes my fun out of it. But I said, B, you're talking shit about somebody I really like, and you got to stop that. Um, so my parenting tip is sometimes you have to tell your kids you need more self-esteem, you moron. Mm. Otherwise, you just you know will, will be riddled with self-doubt. So stop being an idiot. Get confident, stupid. And start getting confident, stupid. That's my parenting tip. And now I'm turning it over to uh, <laughs> Joe and Biff and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. But isn't uh, self-esteem, isn't, isn't that a song? Yeah. yeah I'm uh, just by... a sucker with no self-esteem. Oh, oh, the, oh. the Offspring, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, The Offspring. Yeah, that, oh, that album. Man, that was a, a seminal point in uh, rock history. You know, there's a uh, whole thing that we could talk about about how they actually rejected uh, SNL appearance because at the time, I think SNL kind of sucked. Mm. That might have been that era where Christopher Guest and, you know, uh, Billy Crystal might have been on the cast. Who knows? They were around in 1980. Is that what you're saying? No, I know that's, that's <laughs> that. I guess it's not that era, but, you know. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I think I remember. Was, they might have been like the late night, like the mid nineties, when like Adam Sandler's like last year kind of thing. Okay, maybe you know, that's like, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that Leslie Nielsen over there? Like <laughs> Leslie <I'm>, Nielsen. <laughs> I'm hearing a fart machine. Fart machine. We need um, to get one of those. Yeah, that should be the podcast. Just fart machine noises. Um, it would be more accurate to how I sound. To my, that's what I hear when I edit myself. It's just like, oh my god, I'm talking again. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's it. Oh my God, it's like it's like Michael Winslow is here. You know, <laughs> we got the bleeps, the, the 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 sweeps, and the creeps. The what? The what? The what? You know, the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <laughs> That was from Spaceballs. Thank you. No, no, sit down, please. Please, we sit down. We ain't found shit. Yeah, We ain't found shit. I just found out that we ain't found shit guy from Spaceballs is Tim Russ, who played Tuvok on Voyager. Star Trek Voyager. He, he, he was the guy. Like, I had no idea. I was like, wow, amazing. You know that Jim J. Bullock also played, uh, you know, the Prince Valium? <laughs> oh, Remember? holy Go crap. Back. Holy crap. Wow. Yes. And Dick Van Patten yes. played. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Bill, Pull Bill Pullman <laughs> was in uh, Independence Day. He was uh, also in yep. that uh, movie. Um, Mel Brooks uh, wrote that and uh, directed it. No, wow. Did he write it? Maybe he did. I yeah, think I think so. he wrote yeah. and directed. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I, 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 just, I just recently saw an article about. Him asking Lucas for permission, and basically Lucas said, "Yeah, as long as you don't merchandise stuff." And what? then, of course, and then he put in that merchandising thing into the movie, right? Yes, so. right. Merchandising where the real money from the movie is made. Yeah. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Spaceballs, the doll. Me. Yeah. yeah. Mina Schwartz, be with you. Adorable. <laughs> Oh man, I could just do lines from Spaceballs all end of this podcast, <laughs> but I won't. You could just go watch the movie. It's a fun movie. Fine, a fine movie indeed. I saw that before I saw Star Wars. That I, that's my big New Year's revelation to you all. I saw Spaceballs 1987 before Star Wars 1977. I was 10 years old at the time. Yes. 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 And I didn't see Star Wars until 1997. Yes. Wow. Yes. 
I'm telling you, I'm burying it all. Joe tells all. Wow. I'm gay. All right. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I like the ladies. You know, me and Kato, we like the ladies. I just want to, you don't want to give you the wrong idea. You know, I'm not gay. <laughs> is what a gay man would say. A, clo- a deeply closeted gay man. You're gay? No. No. I'm deeply closeted is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a deeply closeted gay man. Can't you hear what I'm saying? I don't know. All right. Well, we miss you, Norm. We miss everybody. Um, and nobody will miss me when I say don't forget. <laughs>